Welcome to Zen Bones, ancient wisdom for modern times. This is Mark Lesser. Why Zen Bones? Our world is in crisis and ever-shifting, and now, more than ever, more wisdom, clarity, and courage are essential, especially in the world of work, business, and leadership. In this practice episode, we begin with a short guided meditation with the theme of embracing impermanence as well as appreciation. Appreciating your life and everything, followed by a short talk on this important topic of cultivating gratitude as well as appreciation. And today's Zen puzzler is a short dialogue from Dogen, the 13th century founder of Zen in Japan, where someone asks about what he learned from his years of study in China. And his cryptic and also applicable response was, I learned that eyes are horizontal and nose is vertical. A way of saying, pay attention to what is most obvious and appreciate everything. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's do a few minutes of sitting practice together. practice of pausing, uh, stopping, just taking a few minutes, a few moments to appreciate your life. Whether you're feeling calm or not so calm, Settled, not settled, happy or grieving, stopping and noticing not just noticing, appreciating. whatever, uh, whatever's happening. Not holding on too tightly, not pushing things away. Being, uh, being here right now, bringing attention uh, to the body, opening opening our chest, shoulders, softening the belly, relaxing the muscles in the face and the jaw. And allowing, allowing breathing to be full and fluid, uh, no need to try and change anything, just noticing. 
and bringing attention to the breath. With a sense of that curiosity and kind of a childlike quality, as though we're noticing the breath for the first time. I mean, this breath really is, you know, we don't have to pretend that this breath is unique, new, fresh now. Uh, simply uh, breathing in and breathing out. So checking in, checking in with the body, checking in with the breath. Letting thinking mind do its thing, you know, thoughts will come and go, but coming back, coming back to the body, coming back to the breath. Returning, uh, coming back to your full uh, experience, right? opening, opening our minds, opening our hearts to whatever is showing up now. What is it like to be here? Breathing, feeling, alive. Think of the, my uh, a line from uh, one of Rilke's poems about um, I don't want to be hidden. I don't want to be folded. Yeah, so this practice is a bit like unfolding, unfolding ourselves, um, revealing, revealing ourselves to ourselves right now. Nothing, nothing to gain, nothing to lose. With each, with each exhale, letting go of our kind of usual comparisons and judgments and, and just allowing your full, your full experience right now. appreciating everything, body, breath, feelings, thoughts, experiencing your experience with, with as much presence, Kindness, curiosity. Uh, what a relief with uh, nothing 
lacking nothing to accomplish. And I uh, would invite you to uh, continue sitting in this place for as long as it feels uh, right, or you can uh, join me, join me for a short talk on this topic. This is one of my favorite topics appreciating appreciating our lives you know i once uh, i once published a greeting card that said uh, the way you live your days is the way you live your life the way you live your days is the way you live your life you know, when my children were young we used to do a uh, of a weekly day of doing less. This was an important part of our family ritual. And we borrowed some ideas from the Jewish Sabbath as well as uh, practices from you know, Buddhist day of mindfulness. But at the heart of our day, we had three simple rules that we applied from starting at sundown on Friday evening until sundown on Saturday evening. And the, the first rule for this time was uh, no spending money. Uh, the second was uh, no uh, watching television or, or even uh, these days, this would be uh, no screens, no, no having any screens on. And the third rule was uh, we did something together as a family during this time. And these three guidelines actually produced really significant results in the quality of these 24 hours. Uh, what a relief not to buy anything, not to have screens on, and to have time enjoying each other's uh, presence. I noticed that both of us would uh, talk more with our children. We read books, we told stories, we played games, we'd go for walks and share uh, preparing food and having meals together. And in a way, the largest benefit of this somewhat you know, intentional and structured break was that for a day, the pace of our lives uh, uh, slowed down. And somehow our uh, connections, our family connections uh, increased, sometimes in small ways, sometimes more uh, dramatically. One of my favorite parts of this ritual was a formal ending. And we, uh, we chose to observe, there's a Jewish tradition of looking for the first three stars to become visible at the end of the day on Saturday. And this was the signal that the, uh, that the day of mindfulness or the Sabbath was over. And there was something uh, kind of fun and uh, exciting for the four of us. My wife and two children would stand on our deck together 
seeing uh, who could find the three stars as the sun faded and nighttime slowly emerged. Of course, sometimes um, since we live in the Bay Area of San Francisco, the dense fog forced us to use our um, imaginations about these uh, three stars. So having a way to have more rest and uh, simplicity in our lives is not, you know, is not some magic wand for uh, perfection. But, you know, of course, there were on these days the usual uh, disagreements, grumpiness, sometimes boredom. Our, uh, you know, our imperfections uh, often emerge uh, was sometimes the most endearing parts of these Sabbath days, these days of mindfulness that stand out as um, you know, many, many uh, important, sweet memories of our uh, growing family. And these days, you know, in the midst of the intensity of our lives, uh, these guidelines, they might seem quaint as though they're from another age, but uh, I, I, think, I think it's important to uh, return to some simple rituals, whatever those are for you, that, that somehow uh, revolve around returning, that revolve around taking, taking the the feeling, the benefits of uh, meditation practice, of mindfulness practice, and integrating them into your daily life, whether it's with your family or by yourself. Uh, having quality time, quality time by yourself, quality time with others, a way of returning, a way of connecting with the rhythms of the natural world. A simple way uh, to translate these guidelines is to experiment you know with once a week whether that's friday night or whatever works for you maybe it's sunday to take some time where you are not purchasing anything uh, let go of material concerns and activities let go of exploring or researching or buying anything just experiment with that the other is to have a radical media-free day. What might a day be like with no screens, no social media, no podcasts? Uh, perhaps a day that can include uh, more time in nature, more being with others. Simple, simple, and uh, for many of us, rather radical. And the other guideline is to be intentional about doing something nourishing with friends or with family. Explore having real conversations, asking people to talk about their stories, their concerns, what's bothering them, and what they're appreciating. So this is... Uh, I think some uh, simple, practical ways to appreciate your life. And here's a short, I wanna read a short piece about the power of appreciating our lives. This is by 
uh, Zen poet uh, Ryokam, returning to my native village after many years' absence, ill. I put up at a country inn and listened to the rain. One robe, one bowl is all I have. I light incense and strain to sit in meditation. All night, a steady drizzle outside the dark window. Inside, poignant memories of these long years of pilgrimage. Yeah, Ryokan was a uh, he was a Zen a Zen monk who uh, in Japan uh, some time ago who uh, decided to just leave the usual world and wandered, wandered around uh, doing calligraphy, writing poetry, experimenting with a number of ways of um, appreciating, appreciating his life. Returning to my native village after many years absence, I put up at a country inn and listened to the rain. One robe, one bowl is all I have. I light incense and strain to sit in meditation. All night, a steady drizzle outside the dark window. Inside, poignant memories of these long years of pilgrimage. Yeah, so right now in this moment, just noticing what it's like to be here noticing what it's like uh, to be alive, appreciating, uh, appreciating this moment, uh, appreciating your life. Welcome to the Zen Bones Puzzler, where I will regularly be presenting a story or a Zen cone or a poem, something to contemplate, to think about, a story that has purpose. It's about developing greater insight and reflection, not so much for a solution, but as a way to support your practice, a kind of meditation in daily life. So today's Zen puzzler. This, uh, this is actually a story. Uh, it's not a traditional koan as far as I'm aware. It's just a story that I've read, uh, and I, I'd actually have to look up where this comes from, a story about Dogen. Uh, so Dogen was the founder of Zen Buddhism in Japan in the 13th century, and a prolific uh, writer, thinker, and uh, hugely influential of the teachings of uh, Shinryu Suzuki, who was the founder of the, the San Francisco Zen Center. Uh, many, many of today's Zen teachings, Zen philosophy writing are lean on, uh, integrate the teachings of, of Dogen. You know, from a very early age, uh, Dogen had a very uh, curious and deep mind and I think uh, one of the stories is that his he was uh, at the funeral of his mother. I think he was like nine or ten years old, and he was, of course, deeply 
moved and grieving, and then he was watching the smoke from the incense that had been lit at this ceremony you know, appear and disappear. And he wondered, he couldn't help but wondering about birth and life and death. And he wanted to understand what it meant to be a full human being. He wanted to find his own sense of real freedom, equanimity, responsiveness. And uh, he spent years uh, searching in Japan for teachers, and he was disappointed. And he uh, came to the conclusion that if he really wanted to uh, answer his most uh, deep and uh, compelling questions, he needed to go to China, which was a big deal then. Uh, again, in the 13th century, it meant uh, taking a couple month trip, risking one's life to go to China. And, and he, did, he did find uh, a variety of teachers that he thought were amazing. And he also kept bumping into uh, the uh, head cooks of monasteries. And there's many stories about uh, Dogen and his dialogues with head cooks and how much he learned from people who were doing that kind of work uh, inside communities and monastic settings. But, but today's puzzler, today's puzzler is uh, when he returned to Japan from China and went on to build practice center and monastery that was uh, thriving and, and to this day is actually uh, the main practice training center in Japan uh, called Eheji. You know, someone asked him on his return trip, uh, what did you learn? What did you bring back from China after uh, years of uh, study and training there and working with teachers? And one of his answers was, eyes are horizontal and nose is vertical. Eyes are horizontal and nose is vertical. So this is today's uh, Zen puzzler. What the hell did Dogen mean by that? And how might one work with that? Right? I mean, this is, I think, the beauty of the Zen tradition is that it takes very simple, obvious ideas, you know, experiences, and, and says, um, uh, go deeper. Uh, look more closely. Yes, yeah, so we, you know, when we look in the mirror or when we see another human being, how obvious, right, that uh, seeing someone's eyes and seeing someone's nose, right? So this is, I think, a kind of radical appreciating what is and appreciating your life. We get so uh, lost in our stories and our thoughts and what's going well and what's not going well and our hopes and dreams and all that is wonderful. But this uh, Dogen uh, comes back to eyes are horizontal and nose is vertical. Uh, what did you what did you learn? So in some way, you know, what he learned, one of the things he learned was to not be fooled by all of the things that are 
pulling at us and to come back again and again to seeing and feeling and living a life with uh, appreciation, appreciating the most obvious parts of our lives. Eyes are horizontal and nose is vertical. So you might uh, experiment, you know, with this. I, I think the way these puzzlers are intended to be is to uh, actually practice with them. I, I sometimes like coming back. You, know, you can write down eyes are horizontal and nose is vertical and then uh, reflect on it. Uh, write in a journal about it. Uh, talk to someone about how does that work influence your life. What did you learn? What is there to learn? Eyes are horizontal. Nose is vertical. He might have said, uh, what I've learned is to appreciate everything. What I've learned is to devote my life to seeing more clearly, seeing what is to be fooled less, and to uh, appreciate everything. Uh, thank you. Listen in each week for interviews, teachings, and guided meditations. You'll receive supportive tools for creating more meaningful work and mindfulness practices to develop yourself, to influence your organization, and to help change the world. Thank you for listening.